You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. In this Viva La Mami Spotlight episode and part two of two episodes, you will hear mi tía Gabriela Serna's story about having a neurodiverse familia. If you have not listened to the first part of this two-episode VLM Spotlight series, please do me a favor and stop this episode and make sure to go to last week's episode, which is episode 17, to get a full introduction about mi tía Gabi. But you'll also have the opportunity to hear about her raising neurodiverse twins. In this week's episode, mi tía Gabi shares her very own story about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult and how she had to navigate this all while trying to heal from low self-esteem and self-compassion. She also shares how she has navigated having a neurodiverse familia and how the Latinx community can overcome cultural barriers and stigmas about mental health and neurodiversity. Hope you get so much out of my conversation with her and how she has endured so much as a neurodivergent Latina raising neurodiverse twins. Now, let's get into the part two of two episodes with mi tía Gabriela Serna. So now we can shift over to your story, también. Mm -hmm. And so can you share your story about your diagnosis with ADHD. I know that you shared that you were 38, yeah. but kind of like what were the signs or what kind of moved you to, to get or receive help? Well, it, it all kind of started at 18 or no, I should say, let's go way back. <laughs> I was actually a child who had lead poisoning at two years old. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, I had lead poisoning. And so I was actually not able to read until I was like 11. So mm. they thought it was because of the lead poisoning that I was having learning disorders. I started reading when I was 11. And, you know, and, and, it, and it's so good because even back then, my mom and dad took me to a private school and that's where I got the help that I was able to get. So even back then, they did everything possible to help me. So I started getting like, you know, tutoring classes at, at St. John Bosco when I was there. Mm -hmm. That's how I started reading. But there was always this thing of like, never being able to pay attention, never being able to focus, you know, just my mind never being 100% in anything. So then at 18, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety like an mm -hmm. actual diagnosis. So I went through high school, not always thinking there was something wrong with me. 
because I couldn't learn the way others did. Because I couldn't focus the way others did. Because I would never stick to one thing the way others did. Mm -hmm. Because I was very impulsive. Because I was too talkative. Something's never changed. You know, all these things, I just thought there was something wrong with me. Never thought that it was actually a medical or yeah kind of like a medical issue so when emilio got diagnosed i started looking into like different different types of disorders or or whatever you want to call them and i saw i was like oh when i started looking into adhd because his doctor thought that he had it mm-hmm. and when i started looking into it i'm like hmm that sounds familiar and this sounds familiar and this sounds familiar. And I'm like, wait a second. I think I might have it because ADHD does manifest very different in men and women. Oh, interesting. so for the way, the way my psychiatrist explained it was that in women, the hyperactivity is not so much on your physical, like we appear to be lazy actually. People are always like, oh, it is bien floja. No te gusta hacer nada. It's not that. It's just that mentally we're exhausted. Mm. So what happens in, in women mostly is that our mind doesn't rest. Mm. So like we sleep, but we don't get good sleep because our mind keeps on going and going and going and doesn't stop. So that's why, you know, in the morning, you're like, why am I still tired? Why do I not want to do anything? Mm. That's because my mind really doesn't rest. So that's one of the differences between ADHD and men and women. Mm. You know, for men, it's more like they're hyper and, you know, jumping around and doing all these things. And mm. for women, it's more like the mental hyperness um, that, that is, is, is what makes it, that's, a huge, that's the biggest difference between men and women. Mm. Another sign of it is compulsivity. Mm. Uh, not compulsive, impulsivity. Impulsivity. There you go. Mm-hmm. We tend to be very impulsive and sometimes reckless when it comes to spending. Also, when mm. it comes to spending, because that that impulse of of wanting something, we hyper focus on on stuff. So, like for example, let's say I would like knitting. Oh my God, I will buy everything to knit. I will take the class. I will do this. I will do that. I'll buy all the yarn in the world and end up never doing it. Mm. And maybe next time, oh, you think you're a musician. Oh, you'll buy all the instruments in the world, and then, but then you don't do it. Mm. So you hyper-focus and then you just kind of let it, let it go. Mm. So, and, and that's something that I've always been told it. Nunca acabas nada. Siempre empiezas todo, pero nunca acabas nada. And I always saw it as I'm not good at anything, and that's why I don't finish it. Mm. That's what I always thought about myself. Like, porque no sé hacer nada, por eso no lo termino. College, I never finished it. Mm-hmm. I start. I would start a semester. I would buy the books. I would buy the notebooks and all that cool stuff. Never finished it. I was never able to finish anything and i just thought that it was because i don't know because soy burra porque soy floja porque mm. you know all these things that i always would put myself down mm. 
because I felt like I was never able to accomplish anything. Like I would start a million things, but never, never finish anything. I would never be able to accomplish anything. And so that was one of the big things when I started talking to my primary doctor. She's like, look, I can't diagnose you. I can't, you know, because I'm I'm not the person to go to. And she's like, but that's what it, it sounds like. I started going to a psychiatrist and they're like, yep, that's exactly what is, what's going on, what's been going on your entire life. And I started treatment. So mm-hmm. now I'm on Adderall on a pretty low dose. And it was the way I explain it. It's like if you have a veil, right? And you've never been able to clearly see, you can see, but not clearly see. And I just feel like Adderall just poof, took that veil off. And I'm like, wow. oh, so this is what people, <laughs> so this is what people, you know, that's what they see. That's what they do. Yeah. So now it's, it's helped a lot when it comes to the, the impulsivity of shopping, of hyper-focusing on things, able to clean my house. Yeah. Because that was a huge, huge thing where you start one place, go to another, go to another, and then you just never get anything done. And people confuse that with just you being lazy or quieres cochina or quieres usar anexada or, you know, and 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 that that really, really brings you down a lot. Yes. It's almost like it's you, todo es tu culpa. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's always been the feeling. But now that I understand, okay, maybe it wasn't all me. And now that I can actually clean my house, I'm like, whoa, so this is what a clean house looks like. You know, because now I, I can actually focus on cleaning one room at a time. Mm. You know, now I can focus at reading one book at a time. At seeing one show at a time, you know, yeah. because everything was always just scattered all over the place. And now it's not 100% perfect. My mind still goes everywhere sometimes, <laughs> but it's definitely a lot better. Yeah. Oh, that's and so right cool. now it doesn't help that there's an Adderall shortage. Oh, is there? Yes. So whoever's out there that's using it without a need, please stop it. Oh, because go to a college town. <laughs> yes. Because of us who need oh it, gosh. yeah. So I've been unmedicated for two weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, because there's they don't know when they're gonna get it again. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you do get your prescriptions back because you know that can make mm-hmm. you all like descontrolada, and that's. Yeah, which right now I'm like, oh my god, how did I ever function before this? Like, yeah, that's when you realize exactly how bad things were Mm -hmm. that's when i'm like oh how did i live 30 years of my life like that wow yeah yeah wow so it's i'm like oh cool this is what real people feel like (laughs) yeah 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 and so like how now that you reflect on that and even say it right now like speak Mm -hmm. it out right now like how did you navigate all of this time up until now that you know that you officially have, you know, ADHD as an adult? I have, I have no idea. I, I really don't. Like, I yeah. honestly think that this whole time I've been winging it, like, you know, yeah. and like I said, that cost me a lot of self-esteem issues. Mm. And I truly believe that in a certain way it caused my marriage too, mm. because a lot of things 
about me were not understood because I didn't know what was wrong with me. It, 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 it's been, it's been difficult. It's, it's taken me a long time to start believing in myself again. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's taken me a long time to believe that I'm somewhat of a decent human being like it, it, because for a long time it, it's like no se hacer esto no se hacer lo otro no hago esto bien no hago esto you know but luckily the last i would say the last two three years have been a lot better and i can mm -hmm. tell you that it's probably the happiest i've been because now i have an answer for all those weird questions that i had my whole life yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, wow. and, and actually, even my psychiatrist mentioned something that a lot of people who are on antidepressants and anxiety medications, once they get on ADHD treatment, they're able to get off or decrease the dosages of those medications a lot. Wow. Because a lot of what you think or, or what you see as depression and anxiety is actually your ADHD interesting doing a number on you so like all that feeling of worthlessness like oh mm -hmm. i can't do anything I, it, it, so it's like a, it's like a package deal <laughs> kind of <laughs> you know yeah thank you it's like a package deal that that you get and and i have noticed a lot of that depression it's kind of like oh you know i'm feeling so much better about myself wow now that i'm in treatment for adhd mm -hmm. yeah like you're more present you know, yeah with yourself. oh god yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this is this is what normal people <laughs> go around life functioning like. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've been missing out. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only 40 now. Yes. And so I'm you 40. still have a whole life ahead. And I hear 40s as, are better. <laughs> yes. Or as my cousin Chile says, 39.99 plus tax. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So we're not 40. We're 39.99 plus tax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I think it, it's a matter of just asking questions, you know, and, and I'm sure that you becoming a mom, like it really influenced you to really reflect oh, yeah. on yourself. Yeah. And really because think. now, yeah, because now it wasn't, it wasn't about me functioning for me now it's me having to take care of other human beings yes then i'm yeah. like okay if i screw up i screw up myself but now it's like yeah. if i screw up i screw up two kids it's like you know. yeah yeah so yeah and speaking of you know with you being a mom and and so what are or you know what were or still are like some of the challenges of being a neurodiverse family between Emilio, you, and like, who knows what will happen to mm. Sophie, right? But like, what do you foresee some of the challenges or what are the current challenges? The clashing, the mm. clashing of our disorders. <laughs> because it's like, uno piensa así, otro piensa kind of, bam, yeah. we kind of. So that's, I think, one of the most challenging things, having the patience mm. to, having the patience that is needed for a child on the spectrum when there's also something going on with you. 
that I think is the biggest challenge. And that's something that I actually do want to get help for. Like, you know, if I go to like a family therapist, mm -hmm. that helps me like cope with that because I think like any mom, I lose my patience too. Mm -hmm. So if he says I'm a yeller, yeah. and I am, but then your mom's a yeller too, so yep, it's in the family. I know, I know. <laughs> Alex yeah. says like, why are you yelling all the time? I'm like, this is my voice. Thank you, thank you. That's why I told someone like Sophie. That's just I'm not yelling at you. Just like, why are you screaming at me? I'm like, that's just my voice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think that the biggest challenge is is the clashing of the disorders. Mm. That's that's a big challenge and that's something that we definitely still have to work on a lot yeah and also with their dad he doesn't have any of those so it's hard for him to understand why i do certain things or say certain things mm -hmm. or or you know that also the the co-parenting relationship i think has has gotten better because of my diagnosis because mm -hmm. now i guess we understand a lot of things but yeah yeah so i think that's the challenge we got to work on that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's good. And it's good that you mentioned about seeking like family therapy because mm -hmm. it doesn't end, you know, even though you've been diagnosed, oh, like, no, it doesn't. it's, it's just the beginning. The diagnosis is just the beginning. Right. Right. Of it. Yeah. It's yeah. just the beginning of all the help that you need. Yeah. Yeah. But our insurance system, our health system is so, yeah, yep. it should be fun. It should be fun. Well, it, it, it got six months for my insurance to be able to cover my Adderall. Oh. Because they didn't want to cover it. Interesting. Because apparently it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah. It took six months of, of my psychiatrist and, and the pharmacy fighting with them to cover it. So. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, like I said, I go to a college town. I'm sure you'll get it cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I've got recommendations. <laughs> okay, thank you. Send me to the pharmacist. Yeah, but now it, they're covering it now, finally. That's good. But yeah. now there's a shortage. Now so there's a shortage. I know, Dios mio. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty. So kind of wrapping up, you know, this part of the interview, what are some things you would like to share with the Latino community about mental health and neurodiversity? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed because at the end of the day, no one is going to look out for you the way you are. You know, no estas loco. There's nothing wrong with you. It's it, the same way I have diabetes. Mm -hmm. The same way I have to use insulin for my diabetes. It's the same way I have to use medication for my, my mental disorders. Mm. You know, people are always like, be positive, be positive. Well, yeah, that's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like me thinking, que se te baje el azúcar, que se te baje el azúcar. It's not going to do anything. I need the, right. the insulin, you know? So why do we think it's different for mental disorders? You know, like, why do we think that we could just think positive and it's miraculously going to go away? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know? So that's the main thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed and speak out mm -hmm. speak out and and make it a family topic too mm. you know and, and i think that's what's really cool about our family that we're open about it yeah you know like your abuelita and your abuelito are never like oh 
no digas esto, no hagas, you know, mm -hmm. and I, and I really admire that of, of our family because I never feel like I have to be ashamed of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And final question about like this part is, is there kind of like a mom group or, you know, as far as as reaching out and finding mm -hmm. like como your grupo de, de families or the, the mommies who have a neurodivergent kid or children, like, do I know that you have community, but mm -hmm. how did you seek out that community? It was mostly through school. Oh, okay. Good. Like meeting the moms. I mean, you know, I can talk to a perfect stranger and make friends with them right away. So that's kind of what helped me. Like at school pickups and, and all that stuff, I started talking to some of the the other moms and dads. And that's kind of how we became our own little little group. Mm -hmm. But I've never, I, honestly, I've never seeked anything outside of it. I think that's a cool idea maybe starting a group of of moms or, or parents like that but mostly it's just at school it's just yeah. at school and the teachers oh my god they're amazing they, yeah. they you know i i've made really good friends with the teachers too so that's been a huge huge help yeah 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 that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah that's good that you you have your you know support system yeah yeah mm -hmm. That's good. Beyond like la familia, because you know yeah. sometimes family mm -hmm. is great, but obviously we're not yes. the experts or we're not the ones experiencing it. Yes, yeah. and I have one friend in particular, Carolina. We've become really close friends because our kids are what people consider like more high functioning or whatever. And sometimes people think they don't have challenges just because they're not as severe as others. Mm -hmm. But we know our own challenges. Like, you know, we know we have our moments. It's not what you see. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if people, when you see me all, they're like, oh, I, I have no idea. But we know and, and we understand each other. And I think that's why we've become so close because we understand what the other is going through. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's and fun great. fact, fun fact, her husband was my Spanish teacher in high school. What? No way. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember from my birthday, the, the, the couple that was there. They, yes. They were, yes. So he was my Spanish teacher in high school. That is hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And now we're like family friends. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Such a small world. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go to the Viva La Mami questions that I always ask mommies in the show. And so what still surprises you about being a mommy? That I'm a mommy, period. <laughs> <laughs> I look at that, I'm like, whoa, you're mine. Like, are you sure you're mine? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, you never become an expert. Like you're always mm -hmm. learning. Like it, it's just, every stage is different. Just when you think you've mastered the whole mom thing, you're like, oh man. I was not ready for this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think we just always were constantly learning and it, everything still a surprise, honestly. Yeah. The yeah. things that come out of their mouths is also a surprise <laughs> most of the time because, oh Lord. Yeah. It's so funny. What is one tip of advice that you have for Latina mommies in general? Be yourself. Mm. Be yourself. Don't be the mom that 
you think people want you to be. Mm-hmm. That's a good be one. the mom that you want your children to grow up with. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the main thing. Forgetting about, like I said, el que dirán is always a huge thing in our community. And and I've always said it, like, either vas a hacer lo que los demás quieren y vas a vivir una vida miserable and they're still going to talk about you. Mm. Or vas a vivir tu vida tu manera y vas a ser feliz y de todos modos van a hablar de ti. So, there's no, you know. Right. Just, there's no way out. Just, no, there isn't. There, there really isn't. So I think just being your your authentic self, like don't sugarcoat things. Don't don't try to be the perfect Pinterest mom that mm. really doesn't exist. Mm-mm. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Like I, I just think that that's what we have to stop trying to reach perfection <laughs> because there is no such thing. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think stop trying to reach perfection and just be yourself and be the mom that you want your kids to remember you as being one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I love this one. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Okay. E final question. What is your meaning of motherhood? Ooh. I, and I listen to, I've listened to every, every episode and I still <laughs> don't know. I think it's shaping other humans. Mm. That's the, I, I always call my kids, my little humans. Yes. Because they're my little humans. Motherhood is about shaping those humans mm. and and i know i've always said this i want my kids to be professionals and you know i would love for that lawyer doctor whatever they want to be right. but my main goal in life is to make them good human beings yes and if i can get the good human being part the rest of it is a big plus mm-hmm. but i think motherhood is shaping good human beings yes Oh, mm-hmm. I love this. And you are shaping wonderful little human beings. Like, thank you. They're just wonderful. They're so funny. They, I don't know. It's just so cute. Like how, you know, when I held them when they were a couple like days old, oh, I know. yeah, like they're basically like my shoulder height. I think like they're so tall. And I'm like, oh, my yep. gosh, you're especially Sophia. So she's, yeah. she's tall. I'm like, I'm not liking this whole you growing up thing. I'm not, I'm not. And it's funny because that's how I'm going to feel when baby bear's older. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Baby bears, Jesse's son. Yeah. 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 He started naming D since, since I was pregnant, right? Baby bear. And now this one, I don't know. And now, now, now he or she is baby, baby bear for now. (laughs) Yes. Baby, baby bear. We'll we'll figure. Yeah. We'll figure something out later. Yeah. 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 Well, Thea, thank you so much for being here. Well, I you. really appreciate it. Your story again is just so inspiring. I'm sure that many of the listeners are going to get something out of this because I think that it is very important to speak the truth, to just talk about our experiences and especially with you and having a neurodiverse family. Mm-hmm. I think that we should never ignore, you know, like, the life experiences that you had porque mm-hmm. yeah like yeah you're already like compartiendo with someone else and and i think yeah. that they'll be able to connect and so thank you so much for being here i really appreciate oh, thank it thank you thank you <laughs> and like i was telling gabby yesterday 
I'm like, you know, I have so many issues that I think I got shows for years for Jesse. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. I'm gonna keep her busy. <laughs> we'll definitely have you again to talk about other things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'll, I'll keep topics but going. I, I gotta like yeah. that. Yeah, you're always welcome to be here. So thank you, baby. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Viva La Mami podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you. If you really loved it, share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit VivaLaMami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. <laughs>